Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, and welcome to another episode of Muslim Birth World Birthwork Podcast. Alhamdulillah, um, I've got a guest speaker here with me today, who says I didn't even, I just realized I didn't ask how you wanted to be addressed. So inshallah, would you let me know how you'd like to be addressed? Habiba. It's fine. Habiba, alhamdulillah. Okay, so alhamdulillah, assalamu alaikum, says Habiba. Um, She's here today and I'm, I'm going to um, let her say everything that she wants to say by way of an introduction, but it's, it's great. We're going to talk today about like postpartum, postnatal, um, that period, basically post-pregnancy, post-birth, and how we can take care of ourselves from a, a perspective of, um, would you say like he- healthy, healthy eating, healthy lifestyle, I well-being? Wellness. Yeah, wellness. well-being, wellness. Yeah. Perfect. And obviously fitness as well. So, sis. Without further ado, I'm going to go straight over to you, inshallah. So, bismillah. Okay, firstly, wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, because I didn't give you my salams. Okay. Alhamdulillah, I am Habiba. Um, I've been <clears throat> doing fitness, I think, for many years now. Um, fitness in general for, I'd say, in my teens. Um, so, I'd say, over oh, maybe 20 years or so. Awesome. Now, alhamdulillah. Um, with sisters in particular, I won't mm-hmm. make it too long. I would say maybe 10, 11 years um, mm-hmm. training sisters. And that's in exercise in general. So not just, um, so kickboxing, um, strength training, all of their goals, whether it's weight loss, whether it's toning. Um, I've been training sisters. I used to do face-to-face, started off with face-to-face, in groups face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Um, and even before the flu spread um I basically um was online alhamdulillah so that was an easy transition for me to remain online because I was prior to that as well um and the reason why I would say that I started in the first place um not just pre and postnatal um because that came a bit more later specifically um it was because I felt a gap when I came to Islam um, and needed the space to um, train at the time extra for um, kickboxing. Um, And Mm. I found that there wasn't really anything, um, to be quite honest, Mm. that I could find. And if I could find anything, it wasn't specifically catered for women or, 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 okay, I should say specifically catered for Muslim women um in that space maybe women yes um in terms of they had music and men could maybe see so Mm -hmm. obviously for muslimers um practicing muslimers those things are not um an option so Mm -hmm. um yeah I, i couldn't find that space um alhamdulillah i did end up finding i think a space for kickboxing which wasn't for long and because the sister ended up stopped and she stopped doing um, the kickboxing session so I trained I was training um, younger girls and just from there I had used to have one-to-ones at my home and throughout my pregnancies I continuously moved um, and as time went by it, it was a bit more meeting more sisters and kind of hearing the same story of wanting to you know um remain as they were in terms of body wise and fit and just trying to like how do they 
how do they fit in their lifestyle um, as a Muslim as well as like a new mom or with a new addition and mm-hmm. kind of get on with everything as well as the things that they have to do daily. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's one of the that was the main reason why um I would say I started um this particular journey and going down um the pre and post nature because of the questions and you know studying and thinking okay well I've done it so let me get a bit more knowledge as well and teach the sisters um what I've done as well as um what I've learned. Yeah, amazing. Alamabarek. This is very beneficial, sis. Are you still there? I don't know. If yes, yes, I'm here. I'm hundred. Yeah, I'm doing that. <laughs> you know when the internet. Wife, <laughs> yeah, I heard it go like. Bing. You know when you hear that bing noise, I thought, oh no, maybe it's disconnected. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Um. You know what? And I remember. Um. You have online as well, don't you? You've got the online service that you're running. Yes. So the online services only. Um, yeah. I find that, like I said, it's with um, having to go, everybody going online, but I also mm. find that before that situation, I found that I could reach more sisters. Yeah. Um, and I found that a lot of the excuses was travel or, you know, you have something so you can't make it. Whereas online, if you're at home, um, mm. it, it's easy, easier to get home and then you, you're still online. Or, you know, for example, if it's in the morning, rather than having to get up and leave, there is less of an excuse. You just literally kind of roll out your bread, brush your teeth, your mouth, and you're, you're good to go, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so and the babies, the kids, you know, like for those who home educate, like uh, I think you're a home educator like me, right? Am I right? Yeah, home educate. Yeah, so for sisters like us who keep our kids basically with us the whole time, they're always with us, um, and we home educate, or we've got little ones who are, you know, like toddlers or babies. It's ideal, right? Because you literally yeah. got everything there in one place. All you need to do is just get online. So yeah. it's yeah. it's probably really accommodating for a majority of sisters, and you can do it internationally as well. There's nothing to restrict exactly. people, exactly. you know, to your town or whatever your location, exactly. local locality. It's literally. I think it is like exactly like you said it, it, it's easier for sisters but yeah. um that being said I also feel like the notion of that you can't do the exercise with the kids around and this is another thing that I teach sisters because I've done it mm-hmm. that we kind of our foresight is always we have to do everything without them there and yeah. it's like in the dean as well subhanallah that Allah didn't create us just to have kids and there's no longer us you know yeah. it's like we have children and as well as forgetting about ourselves there's that lack of care for ourselves lack of time for ourselves and mm-hmm. um, so it's important for me to teach sisters um that whether we have kids there or not it's something that can be done mm-hmm. even if it's something that they have to get involved in which I had to do um for mm-hmm. a long time um, yeah. and even though I for me when it comes to like movement and my I like my space like seriously mm-hmm. sometimes it's like guys please don't speak to me I'm trying to concentrate but mm-hmm. then at the same time I think if you get used to that the mm-hmm. kids get used to it and it's just mm-hmm. like oh mommy's in an exercise I'm gone you know so they don't even want to be in your space no more or like my other half of my gang um <laughs> they want to join in you know yeah. so sometimes after I'm finished I'm like okay guys you, you lot can do what you're doing I would just leave them um yeah. so it, there's benefit in the kids panel last seeing that mommy's taking care of herself yes you know yeah. and yeah. it it reminds for me it's a reminder um for myself and every time I do it and for sisters that are bodies are an amana and I yeah. feel that we 
put it last, which is sad because the 150,000 things that we think we have to do in a day, looking after ourselves is not one of those things. Yeah. However, if we don't have the ability to move and we don't, and, and everything that we do in movement is discomfort, uh, is uncomfortable, it, it, we're not going to get the 15,000 things done. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like in mm-hmm. order to do that thing, you know, it's the same as what I've, I say to sisters regularly with a car. If we had a brand new spanking car, it was not, we are not going to get coke, for example, and put coke in the car. Why? Because it's not going to get us to our destination. Mm-hmm. And it's the same as the body, you know, the same because when I work with sisters, it's never just about movement and exercise. It's also about nutrition and mindset and the dean. Mm-hmm. So that is like my, my framework you know, mind, body, and team, because it's, for me, it's, it's encompasses everything, you know, it's, there's, for, for example, solar, mm-hmm. our movement in solar requires us to, I would say be fit to an extent, because there's certain clients that I have worked with, and they cannot go in sujud, because mm-hmm. they have knee problems, or back problems, and they're not able to, um, go in ruku and prostrate because of these ailments with their body you know mm-hmm. and it's trying to do the best that we can and look after it so that we can get in those positions and relax and kind of connect with our solar properly rather mm-hmm. than more connecting with the pain that we're feeling and you know kind of arming and arming because that pain doesn't allow us to feel ease in our solar so mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's important for for me for sisters to change the idea of how we see our our wellness you know and and how we look after ourselves because we have to look after ourselves before we look after everybody else right I always say that to my children as well let me just eat something and then I can feed you (laughs) exactly 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 they just wanted to take my food (laughs) (laughs) take it or, or you gotta feed them first yeah you know oh no I'm still you know I've already fed them and they're trying to take what what little is left yeah, for me yeah 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 <laughs> like, hold on my boy's on seconds yeah and I haven't had my yeah. first wait yeah. wait <laughs> yeah um but that's so true you know like the body has rights over us it has exactly. rights over us it's an amana but it has rights exactly. um and also like we have this idea that there is with for example you know the it's it's, a, it's such a privilege to have what we have as a body the body has parts and members um we owe it to our body to actually have self-discipline as well um to discipline our body and it helps with us a lot it supports our deen when we're disciplined physically as well i found um and another aspect is that i think correct me if i'm wrong but i remember like i was watching my son the other day. he's proper into like calisthenics he's only six but he's literally mm-hmm. everything he can pull himself up on he's on like it's the, yeah, the safety gate in the, you know the safety like gate at the bottom <laughs> I have to I've just bought one actually a whole like frame to put up in the doorway so he can and with rings and everything to do his thing because yeah he, he just can't stop so I thought you know what, let me support this and embrace it because he loves mm-hmm. it he's yep. only six I don't know about it yeah. but he's into it and you're right they reflect like what they see mm-hmm. what they feel they're fitra they have a fitra mm-hmm. as well children yep let them healthy, go nurture, exactly if it's healthy yeah. nurture yeah. It. and if it's not then obviously you guide it to the the right direction but like you said alhamdulillah i'm about it uh, leave him in <laughs> yeah, it. My, like i said my last two <clears throat> they literally eat and i turn around and i'm like guys 
please can you stop doing sit-ups you lot are like you're gonna actually <laughs> end up bringing your food back up or they will try and pick up my weights I remember when one of oh, mine oh. was not even one I think maybe just about one years and she went to my 16 kg kettlebell I was like what are you doing oh, I'm like, up or even like my barbell I'm like please girl you can't so you know alhamdulillah and you you see in the way that they are like she runs the Mm. fastest of all them I'm like ya rabbi she's going to end up kicking her bum and making herself fall you know when their feet go so fast yes yes so it is it is something um like you said that they should look after and yeah. from that age it's also teaching them about them getting rewards by doing it like I train yeah. sisters and I tell them there's everything in life we can get agile from you know it's the intention right. you know right. as well as what you do so with my clients mm-hmm. I tell them look you can do your squat and you can do at care you can squat again mm-hmm. you can do that. if it gets too hard you can say Allah Akbar so all yeah. of these things you know you, yeah. you can get and obviously strengthen our body for the sake of Allah if there ever needs a Muslim for me personally needs assistance may Allah give me that strength to be able to assist them you know so it's not I mean it's not it's not just about aesthetics you know and I think even with the nutrition internally because I think it's something that we can't see even when especially when we're pregnant as well that we can't we can't see it and it's like okay well because I can't see it's okay Mm -hmm. you know it's it's okay to kind of eat what I want um, just kind of stuff my face because I'm hungry but it's also being mindful of what we eat and and how much we eat you know and obviously the first trimester they say women we don't really need as much food but I recommend calorie. my clients to sorry say that again I was just gonna say it's they say it's calories, okay, the calories it for the breast yeah, milk. Exactly. So yeah. for me at that time, it's not about focusing on the calories or, or we mm. need this much. It's about the nutrients, right. about the, nutrition, the vitamins yeah. and the minerals is what we need to focus on in mm-hmm. keeping our body healthy, making mm-hmm. it more healthier as well as the babies. And then obviously the second, the third and the fourth, our calories increase, which is normal. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's, you know, the body needs it. Our body is burning so much extra calories. The baby needs yeah. the calories. And then when we're breastfeeding, you know, there's 500 plus extra calories <laughs> that we need. But again, yeah. it's something that we we should be more mindful of. What are we eating? And Allah yeah. subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we should eat halal and tayyib. He doesn't just say halal. He said tayyib. And for yeah. us, that, even if we don't know the Arabic language, because I don't, but we know what tayyib is, mm-hmm. you know, so it's good. We have to seek to eat that which is good for our body. And I don't think a lot of us are mindful of that, to be quite honest, um, which is something that is, again, also in the packages that I do, you know, to, for us to reflect, like, it's not just, okay, this one says eat this and we must eat that and we must why are we eating it you know like what mm-hmm. how does it benefit us as muslims eating mm-hmm. better you know how how does it help for the sake of allah to eat better how does it does it help for the baby you know alhamdulillah and all, all those things mm-hmm. alhamdulillah i think it's, it's very important 100 percent. i'm going to come back you know there's a point that just came up with one of my clients recently and i'm going to come back to it but something else just came in my mind before i forget because i've got like spaghetti brain but mm. um and i don't do that great thing where people like make notes you know i just kind of flow with it raw and natural and then i'm like oh did i miss that what did oh. I say? <laughs> you know? so basically and i never edit i must say i never edit any of my um 
audio. So these recordings we do, I just like, you know this already, sis, but I don't mm -hmm. edit them. It's raw. Mm -hmm. So there's no edit clips. This is, this is what you hear is what you, what you get, like literally. Um, so I have to be conscious about what I, how I think and what I speak as well, just to be clear. So, do you know, I thought, yeah, um, Salah, I, I read it somewhere and I'm just racking my brain trying to think, it was a long time ago when I first came to Islam, so over 10 years now. But I remember reading something, an abstract, I think, about how the Salah in itself is beneficial to the health. So like it's got some of the muscle contractions. Um, it's perfect. Like your body parts are in perfect harmony and balance. When you go in a sujood, your head for the first time is below your heart. And that mm -hmm. does something to, is it reducing blood pressure? I don't know. Like, cause I'm not too kind of, I'm really not scientific, subhanAllah. So I don't know too much about that like, physiology from that kind of perspective. But I do remember that it was something about the actual health benefits of mm -hmm. Salah, subhanAllah. Mm -hmm. And how, you know, even doing the takbir, putting your hand up to those positions, raising mm -hmm. your hands mm -hmm. and palms next to both ears can actually, like, it's something like cavity of your chest. It can open the cavity yeah. of your chest. I don't know, subhanAllah. Mm -hmm. You know, like, these are the hikmah, the hikmah, wallahi, exactly. in the sunnah, exactly. in Islam, to the exactly. body. Um, doing wudu five times a day is like cold ice therapy, we'll call water mm -hmm. therapy, you know? Exactly. It can yeah. reduce tra trauma. Just that's mm -hmm. why, wallahi, Allah says... If you feel angry, first thing is in the sunnah, actually. Rasulullah mm -hmm. said, yeah, come make wudu. You know, mm -hmm. sit down, lie down, you yeah. know, to reduce the blood pressure, to reduce those emotions, subhanAllah. Exactly. So I imagine a lot of the work you do is also linked to background. You probably have to do quite a lot of counseling and digging to find yeah. out how sisters get to where they are. Yeah. You know, eating disorders or maybe even depression or maybe, you know, some other kinds of psychosis that sisters have got in the background related to health, fitness, well-being, image, body, body exactly. dysmorphia. You know, mm -hmm. subhanAllah, it goes really deep. Like I notice a lot of my clients, for example, after they've had babies, they struggle mostly with not neglecting their body, forgetting mm -hmm. like, I'm just a mom and a breastfeeder now. I'm not, like they don't even make themselves feel desirable, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it yeah. goes deep. And like, they want their body from when they're a teenager, but it's so far away from there now, you know? Exactly, exactly. But I guess you, you work with sisters like that. Mm -hmm. so. it, it, that, but obviously not not going beyond my scope in, in terms of um, therapy, but the mindset mm. part does kind of does delve into your ne like removing negative thoughts that we have about ourselves, removing the negative thoughts of what we can and we can't do, you know? And, and, and the course that I just finished, um, Discover You with Sisters for the whole wellbeing, fitness, nutrition, mindset, it was eradicating that, notion of we can't do something because then it's like okay if you're saying we can't do something what are you saying about a lot because you haven't tried you know when we yeah. you, you you tie your camel and you know you do something and you put your trust in Allah and you have to work do you lack to work that you feel that you cannot succeed in something or is it just or, or, or do you feel that it's you don't have the skill or the ability to do it you know and trying to see make sisters see that okay well technically if I do something forward and I don't believe that I can do it, do I not believe that Allah cannot give me the ability to do it? You know, trying mm. to kind of zone in a bit more and just kind of not not just utter words or, and, and things that are negative to us, see where it comes from and yeah. see how does what you're saying elevate the status of Allah? Like how does what you're saying, does it in a way make it seem like 
Allah doesn't know you better or that Allah doesn't have the exactly Mm. that he doesn't have the ability to make you achieve something Mm. you know and I think when we zone into focusing on not the extreme of um it's either what you think about what other people think about you Mm -hmm. you know and and focus more on the, the better version of you or how you would want to be in 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 front of Allah mm-hmm. then I think you know that's where for me it changed my mindset yes I like would like to be uh, uh, for example attractive to my husband I would like to feel to myself that I'm a stronger Muslim you know um do I care about what people on the outside say no but then it's like okay how do I show up to Allah Mm-hmm. you know ha- having that at more at the forefront you know and okay by me being healthy by me being more fit by me having a mindset that is more that is that I'm able to kind of pull myself back and and kind of check myself how does that help me in my dean yeah you know does me eating better help me in my dean does it help my children does it help my my Quran memorization you know mm-hmm. so it's it's I think it's important but linked obviously yeah. we have to be kind of nurtured to do those things especially nowadays when we're just kind of always on the go right and gratitude I feel like from listening to you just now I'm hearing the word gratitude you know once we're grateful for what Allah has given us that gratitude of this is my body I have to therefore reflect my gratitude by making sure I, I, I take care of my body. That which Allah has given me is exactly. an amana. Mm-hmm. My children are an amana. My wealth, everything around me, essentially, the breath I breathe is an amana. It's not guaranteed. So let me be grateful. By being grateful, let me not try and harm what Allah has given me. Let me treat it carefully, gently, and with great care and you know, nurture it. So that idea of then what goes into us is very important. What we do with our body is important. And in turn... When we look in the mirror, we like what we see. Exactly. Our husband will love us naturally, whether we're a size 25 or a size mm-hmm. 10, you know, because we're beaming with Nord, that idea that we've got that mm-hmm. happiness within ourselves. We love ourselves. Therefore, those can love us, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. And like you said, with, with loving yourself and not seeing it as, like I've had clients who are different ranges from sizes, pregnant, postpartum Mm. and um it's even with both extremes of of on the health spectrum of um whether it's heart disease diabetes cardiovascular disease all of these things they don't necessarily come in size but it's also at whatever size we are as sisters looking at ourselves and saying okay is this healthy you know, if we're, we could be an okay size according to some organizations, but are we healthy, you know, in terms of, like you said, are we looking after ourselves? Are we looking mm-hmm. after our movement? Are we looking after our nutrition? You know, mm-hmm. it's things that we have, have to look at as well. And like you said, with regards to like pregnancy and health, even down to things like the pelvic floor muscles, I think it's something that um even when we're not pregnant we can have issues with pelvic floor muscles and it's not limited to women so for example that is something that's internal that we can't see and again how often do we take advantage of 
being able to go to the toilet or not being able to, you know, or be, being able to hold ourselves or feign ourselves from going to the toilet and, you know, understanding, okay, for example, when we're pregnant, that the pelvic floor is a connection of muscles inside the pelvis area. Mm. How do we kind of look after this, you know? And because it's something small, again, and it's just kind of like a small element of our body, mm-hmm. we make the conscious effort of looking after it after we're pregnant do we make the conscious effort of looking after even when we're not you know even as as you age subhanallah the pelvic floor Mm -hmm. muscles they get get weaker Mm -hmm. you know so even just down to that for me it's just like you said it's everything whether you're prenatal postnatal beforehand and doing things that help you before you even end up pregnant or even the day that you know that you're pregnant exactly Mm -hmm. You know, things yeah. like Kegels, start squeezing those pelvic floor muscles. You know, there's many things that I let sisters as well as pre and postnatal sisters know that there's things that we could do to kind of help our journey from, yeah. from, from we become Muslim or from, from we become aware of things yeah. until, you know, Yom Al-Qiyamah, yeah. you know. Inshallah, yeah, definitely. You know what, subhanAllah, pel- and, and this is another thing, yeah, we sometimes depending on our upbringing and our backgrounds I've noticed that I've come more sort of connected with sisters over the years um I come from actually a family of four girls I'm the oldest of four girls so we didn't have any boys growing up we had very minimal contact with boys um because my cousins most of them are girls as well a couple of boys but they were live up in Liverpool like quite a long way from where we were so most of my environment was female and my mom is one of those females who's very kind of female female very open talks about everything that kind of thing we're not like closed our family wasn't one of those sort of closed hush hush peoples we're proper open so my mom yeah she she made me aware of what a pelvic floor was like from age I don't know maybe 10 because she used to sneeze and cross her legs fast and put her hand between her legs I was like what are you doing and she's like if I don't do this I will do a pee and I was like, uh, do you want to explain that to me? <laughs> what? So she, she explained to me, when you have babies, this is what happens. Now, do this. And she taught me how to squeeze, mm-hmm. to do a pelvic floor. She tune in. She made me tune into it. I mean, how do you how do you let someone know about that muscle without that person knowing it themselves? You got to, That's a very deep concept of teaching, you know? That's It's like wiggling your ears. If anyone can wiggle their ears, which, alhamdulillah, I'm not okay. boasting, but I can wiggle one of them, okay? <laughs> The other one used to be able to wiggle, but it decides it doesn't want it anymore. But it's the same thing where you tune into this like deep muscle inside you and you're like, Mm-mm. you know, you focus. That is that is so sick, you know, like mm-hmm. now when you become conscious of that muscle now, I've realized that the importance of, of that, for example, but also the importance of knowing your body. People mm-hmm. are growing up being conditioned to be detached from their body. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh the foot hurts you know like your foot that's your foot it's not the, yes, it's yes, yours yes, mine yes. <laughs> and you know like the amount of sisters when they're in labor who don't know that they can actually touch their yes. private area to feel the crowning of the baby oh I can do that yeah of course you can mm-hmm. that's your and when they do that I've noticed the the transition lessens the baby comes quicker because mm-hmm. it increases oxytocin mm-hmm. it increases yes. that connection mm-hmm. with the body it's mm-hmm. biomechanics, it's physiology, but it's also a very innate, natural fitra. Mm-hmm. fitra you know, fitra, it's of a, of a woman to do this, but and men too. But yet we're, we're being conditioned over these centuries to just become that further away from our bodies, to rely on that which they offer us 
such as mm-hmm. pharmaceuticals, medical support, mm-hmm. hospitals, when a lot of us really don't need that. Subhanallah. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Subhanallah. Like you said, with, with like, your mum teaching mm. you something at the age like I said and your mum probably wasn't pregnant at the time that she mm. told you this you know yeah. so it's it's obviously things like that teaching them how to do it before maybe they they end up doing intense exercises but also yeah. being mindful of it during exercises and <clears throat> explaining and teaching the sisters that it's not just just for things like if you need to go to the toilet you know, if you need to, mm. if you need to do a number two, you know, or mm. if you need to sneeze, it's also, um, it also helps intimacy um, mm-hmm. as well, making sure that your pelvic floor muscles are working optimally, as mm-hmm. well as obviously the whole trunk area, which you know, which you probably explained to your um, clients. So it's not just that one little thing. It's like, like you said, it's a part of the whole body. Yeah. You know, it's not just, okay, well, let me work on my my abdominal muscles just to close my diastasis. It's, no, well, actually closing your diastasis helps strengthen your back. It helps strengthen mm-hmm. your lower back. It helps strengthen your, your core breathing, your connection. So it's like you said, kind of being more in tune with yourself and being in tune to make yourself healthier and make mm-hmm. your even down to our daily movements you know being healthier they say like when you have a baby you have to rest and for me the first thing is rest and recovery and that Mm. literally means rest as well but sometimes when we have our children as well we technically probably do more than we would do (laughs) even if we was just doing exercise because we're bending down picking this up then maybe one another one comes on the back and Mm -hmm. then you hold a car seat that is how weighs how much and then you've got Mm. to carry the bag Mm -hmm. so obviously doing things like this helps in the process nobody doesn't have to know nobody even if they have to know they can't see you doing you know squeezing your pelvic floor muscles so there's many things that can be done at the beginning of pregnancy um also just like immediately postpartum that can be done just small something like that without Mm. anybody knowing without you even moving you know just to start your journey of of trying to strengthen your body back um to how it was before and better you know that's that's Mm -hmm. my aim this is not just how you was before strengthening your body to to make your daily errands easier as well right. as well as obviously right. like with the hormones like yeah. subhanallah it helps with the hormones it helps yeah. with endorphins. anxiety endorphins dopamine yeah. postnatal yeah. depression all of these things you know yeah and, definitely and like even your blood sugar it helps it helps take away the glucose that's True. unnecessarily sitting mm. around your body waiting to wreak havoc you know yeah, so yeah, it's, it's really deep i think it's really deep it's not just it about is just it you is. know in hot <laughs> it's so deep and we're not all the same just like the arab saying not all hands are the same fingers sorry are the same size it's mm-hmm. so true we are all different like some people just want to snuggle up and lie down like i'm pretty active to be honest like i can't really just lie mm-hmm. down all the time so mm-hmm. i come home and yeah stuff for a lot i'm pretty i'm pretty much straight back into it but that's because i'm i feel good to do that yeah. not everyone can you know some people really need to take a rest I have a little bit of sleep and whatnot but I uh-huh. you know lie down and, and co-sleep with my babies and you know lie down breastfeeding on the side I get my sleep when I need but I do find that I like to be active mm-hmm. and my body weirdly enough I found I wanted to ask you if you find this as well that with con- like I 
of course I'm an active person and not all people are, but some people are. So mm-hmm. let's talk from an active perspective. So from an active perspective, I personally have found that between pregnancies, I get my body to my optimum, nice, like almost pretty much original shape and size that it was. Mm-hmm before I'd ever had children mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah I'm feeling good about myself and then guess what happens sis guess what <laughs> yes number one two, yeah three, six, five, six, seven, you know what I mean <laughs> and then I'm like oh, okay that's all good I'm <sighs> gonna love you know like I'm so grateful for it At the same time I'm like okay so then after I've had the baby or a lot of sisters as well say the same thing after we've had the baby we're thinking okay it takes a good like six months we're just blubber we just look at ourselves and it's just breastfeeding blubber yeah. you know and then we're like hold on I want to get my body good. I want to tone up. You get that hunger back to like, yeah, I want to get like, I want to get into it. I want to get fit. Um, it's conflicting. It's almost like some sisters say to me, what's the point? I might get pregnant again. You know, I may as well not bother. I may as well just wait because I haven't done, I haven't been done having kids yet. When I've stopped having kids, I'll do my body. Mm-hmm. It's such a common thing that I hear. Even my sisters, my blood sisters say this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Okay. I never judge, let people do what they want. But in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't know if I could do that because I want, I can't neglect my body, like all myself like that, you know, but I wonder if you had any advice or tips for sisters like me and other sisters out there who, you know, may be continuing to have children, but are in this like uh, conflict about whether they should maintain a level of fitness throughout or whether they should just wait until they're finished having all their babies and then just go full whack and tone up. What do you reckon? Um, no, no, I, I think <laughs> yeah. I'm laughing because obviously I have a few. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's, I think, again, this is where the notion of just pre or post, we have to kind of just do movement and be our best selves at those times or after we have the baby or before. I think it's the whole journey. Oh. that we need to look at and the whole journey of looking after ourselves in every single state mm-hmm. so even kind of embracing when we're pregnant you know yeah. embracing that Allah has given us this miracle this ability to be able to carry a baby firstly you know mm-hmm. and and inshallah make the that that throughout the pregnancy where we're we're healthy so obviously yes we get nausea and sickness and things like this mm-hmm. but not focus so much on what we look like but what our body is actually doing during this mm-hmm. time yeah you know, rather than yeah. trying to be before and after when it's yeah. not like that because there is no before and after it's now you know it's now we're pregnant what can we do you know mm-hmm. okay can I maybe do what I did before for myself um, I did do um, quite a few things during pregnancy, but if you ask me which, which pregnancy, it, it, they was not all the same, subhanAllah. With, yeah, with subhanallah. One of them, mm-hmm. I was doing headstands and <laughs> teaching classes <laughs> literally until the day before I gave birth. With another one, my kids would go to school and come back home and I was still in the same place. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, so cool. it was, yeah. subhanAllah, totally different. Mm-hmm. But having the intention and trying to be active, I think mm-hmm. is very important because it helps. There's so much benefit in terms of, it helps you with, um, like you said, your depression. If there is any anxiety, it improves your mood. You right. even end up having better cardiovascular. It reduces uh-huh. your rate of postnatal anxiety. It proves mm-hmm. it, things like your bone density, which is something that yeah. you, obviously prior um, to having Baba, it's something that, again, also with the exercise, 
bone density is something that you really want when you're carrying another load as well you know mm -hmm. and being active before baba and during even if you're not active the the myth of you should not exercise if you haven't exercised before pregnancy is is, is not correct it's not sahih um yeah. you know um you should and obviously with um with somebody who knows what they're doing in terms of they can guide you through mm -hmm. exercises that that is safe for you to do and kind of help you be in tune with how your body feels during the process of um gaining strength as well right. you know so those things are um important but i i would definitely say keep doing it you know but don't don't have your expectation of you would look exactly the same but just with a circle belly you know <laughs> it, it, it's not it's not necessarily gonna be like that but doing things like um because I know obviously maybe it, I, I think to be quiet I think it depends on the pregnancy because some yeah. people carry but well some of my pregnancies and um, there was a lot of water retention yes. um for the lower half um yep, yep. and some I wasn't so it kind of depends on sister at the time but I do feel like movement strength training with weights light dumbbells even yeah. body weight things like squats um yeah. squats and lunges because obviously we're carrying a lot of load even down to the upper half we can do things like press-ups on the wall where we don't have to lay on our stomach yeah. you know we could do things with the chair where we're we're sitting uh, we're, we're squatting up and down even if we can't squat um without anybody behind us you know we yes. can still do abs we can still do abs in that time as well yes you know we definitely. could go incline on a chair and bring mm -hmm. our knees up so we can help do we, even the, the abdominus um the abdominal area we can do the um the lower part of the abs especially with our knee just even just raising our knees as well and all of these things help with when we do end up having um diastasis because there's a quite a high percentage of us having it um especially probably 90 percent plus in the third trimester so mm -hmm. we could go all the way without it and then right at the end you know when the baby is like ready to just expand that's mm -hmm. when we end up having it so all of these movements do help us go back to our pre-baby weight and if not as quick as we think, because remember, we have to be mindful that it, it take nine months. So it will take mm -hmm. nine months and potentially a bit longer. And I would say not just, OK, get in your body. Yes, my body's back to normal. Your organs and everything has to go back to normal. And in nine months, it, I mean, in six weeks, you know, it, it, it doesn't happen. No, and when they exactly. say, OK, six weeks, you have the six weeks checkup. It's good to go. I'm sorry, every woman's different. So yeah. I think that is incorrect in saying that every lady can, you know, that can go and do what they did before in six months. And like you said, being in tune with yourself is important because maybe there was something on, for my th first that I could do and maybe another pregnancy I wasn't able to do, even though I was still active with both. You know, internally, mm -hmm. I don't know what happens in there. You know, okay, yes, if maybe I've had a tear, maybe I have to focus a bit more on um, particular exercises and not strain myself so much, mm -hmm. you know, so you also got to be mindful of how did your pregnancy go, you know, mm -hmm. how did you feel throughout that pregnancy and kind of take it, take baby steps, but still be active. Yeah. 
there's things that can always be adjusted but for me personally I do not feel that nobody has a right people do but nobody has a right to tell you what you should and shouldn't do with your body in terms of oh well no sorry you can't exercise and you know it's like, okay well my body is fine what do you mean I can't exercise? well because the book said you can't exercise so you're not allowed to exercise even though you feel good and it helps you mm-hmm. you know so that's that's one thing that um I personally say based on experience and listening to athletes train while they're pregnant and alhamdulillah women athletes nobody can't tell them anything because they know their body you know and I think that's the main thing when you end up listening to somebody else and your body probably sometimes can suffer because you went and listened to somebody else you know there may be a reduction in something for example um pre-diabetics you know um somebody might end up the glucose in their system is not moving and they end up with preeclampsia because the doctors told Mm -hmm. them don't move but yet they've moved entire time you know so kind of weighing it out in how you feel and how your body feels as well you know and putting your trust in Allah 100% and it goes back to like what we're saying at the beginning full cycle you know listening to your body like tuning into your body exactly the amount of sisters who get told things and then you know what subhanallah when they actually have tests and what not done turns out it was nothing exactly exactly right and look how much stuff like i said for those who have children already look how active we are Mm -hmm. before we even have baby does a doctor turn around and tell you okay don't or we shouldn't clean your house no these are things that you have to do and Mm -hmm. your body needs to it you know when you think of our ancestors not getting in a car not pressing the, the washing machine to wash you know yeah. doing all of these things they were the most strong they were stronger than we are yeah and they were constantly active you yeah. know so I just yeah I, I don't agree with them doing nothing it's so true um, it's so true that like, movement is better than nothing exactly and you know it's such a shame when we lose like you know elders I'll never forget my granny my granny is from um Guyana and she had some ways that were slightly different to to that of my other mm-hmm. mem- members of my family, yeah. you know, so, um, it's family, mashallah. But she she had these these things she would teach me, and I never forgot them. Yeah. And she say when you when you clean a floor, you sweep a floor, mm-hmm. never go down on your hands and knees, bend mm-hmm. over, you know, like mm-hmm. in ruku, like a ruku yeah. position. And literally, yep. she and my auntie said that when she was pregnant, um, in the end of her labor, my grand told her to do that to her to, in that position, just yeah. go in. The, it got the baby into the optimal yeah. position yeah yep yeah. but don't you remember what sorry exactly as you're saying the position yeah 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 no go ahead you was going to say something about the position yeah, but I'm to, yeah. Say, the position of the baby was like mm-hmm. an so back to back but if you go into the into Ooh. that leaning forward traditional kind of you know position of maybe cleaning a floor or mop, I don't know mopping I don't know what anyone would do like in that they want to do anything that position but that mm-hmm. kind of big over looking over hanging over position um which we don't really do anymore because we don't even do we've got so many quick pieces of equipment to help us like a vacuum is really long so we actually stand up vacuuming instead of like leaning mm-hmm. over but yes yeah, she told Amanda to do that and then of course it puts it into this uh, the baby is no longer back to back the baby mm-hmm. goes into a, a position where the baby optimal you know yeah. like easier yeah the baby to travel through but yeah and look and look how how you've probably seen it change from 
you have to be on your back to active labor in terms you know back in the day it was like oh you have to just lie down like a dead dog and you know (laughs) legs up and it's like "Mm, sorry you you know and when you move and you squat and you do things it's like oh oh there you go they become exactly after you've maybe tried to give 150 different type of um, stuff, you know, to get baby out, it's just, oh, no, just move, put your leg there and there and squat or, you know, even down to our bowel movements, which is something that I don't think we, I think we take for advantage again. But even how our bowel movement, we sit on the toilet and sometimes some people are on the toilet for ages. But when you move or you walk or you squat, it's like, okay, there you go. You know, so just not being in... The, the these what's the word I they're not traditional movement being in the movements of I don't know I'm not going to say but yeah. other, being in certain movements are not better than traditional and I say traditional ancestral movements that's what I mean you know nothing can kind of beat that definitely definitely when you the further away you move from that that's where you have the issues like we have now through food and fitness and mindset and all of this stuff you know yeah and there was something else but I forgot oh yeah so I spoke um I talked about mood and shadow beginning because you did the second point first and then that was the calisthenics one about your body weight when you're pregnant and then the first point I was talking about was supporting people who've had maybe had a traumatic birth experience yes it was more of um just like when you're saying with regards to um going through certain things um one of my clients that I handle like all my clients I've worked with I've enjoyed but the one that made me the most emotional was one who was going through anxiety depression didn't really come out their home um had children who obviously you you kind of um put a barrier between because of your emotions Mm. Um, and subhanallah after working with um the sister once alhamdulillah the sister came back another time and done another package and there was I could see a transition from the first time to the second time from being quite resistant in wanting to like alhamdulillah taking the steps to to book the program um and then one once in the program having some resistance of showing up and and easily making excuses maybe to not attend um Mm. and then alhamdulillah the second time round it was like I think the first time round wasn't I think I don't think I had um mindset um in the whole package and the second time round the transition was so amazing the sister Mm. the anxiety depression she came out of it she was literally going up and down with her family she inspired her her mom her sister to um, jump on the same journey Mm. Um, she she ate a lot better the food wasn't so processed the children was loving it the house got decorated and for me that was that that was the main that was the winner not not the money it was the result and the transition of the sister being in a state to to that time you know and sometimes things go up and down but just knowing that the sister has more confidence in herself in dealing with things and is uh, her mindset is easy it's 
it's easier to kind of check in on herself you know yeah. it's easier for her to say okay well do you know what I'm going to be your accountability partner today not Habiba so this yes. is how what, this is what we're going to do you know and and it's really it's, it's amazing subhanallah that's that's what mm-hmm. makes me do what I I do yes subhanallah it's like allowing yourself to be there for yourself you know take that time out accountability is huge and also saying to yourself like the support I provide with sisters sometimes we get to the point where even just making that call with me they've actually made themselves available for themselves to be there with me so they say you know I'm making myself available for them but they're also making themselves available not for me for themselves so that exactly. they're like you know what I'm giving and then after it they say oh, I feel so much better because they've actually allowed themselves to have time out because we're busy subhanallah like mom's pregnancy you know everything we do it's unbelievable and you know we never want to be one of those people who harp on about like it's a full-time job and we do this but it literally is like we never yeah. stop we never ever yeah. stop um we, we it's not switch off it's a 24-hour existence exactly. and it's a whole lifestyle being exactly. a mom being a woman in you know raising children in today's age trying to protect be on guard you know we're like on a front line the whole time yep. um and then on top of that we've got our deen which is under attack wallahi is under attack so we yeah. have to defend ourselves as well and you know and then after that there's us under there there's us inside there and for us reverts subhanallah that's a journey in itself because reverts struggle as well with the idea that we've still got something we were came in, claiming from you know mm-hmm. coming from <laughs> Exactly. Coming from, exactly. coming from, and we still have that in us, and we are yet we've become a whole new thing. So the journey is real, and sisters yeah. who 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 need that support, there's not enough out there. So alhamdulillah, I'm so glad that you've got what you've got, sis. And I really feel that any sisters who take this time out to listen um, and make themselves available to listen to this podcast, I'd really, really like recommend if you are a sister who is pregnant who is anticipating postpartum do get in touch with Habiba with Fitsters I will put her um her handle Instagram handle and any other information website anything you've got Habiba just pass me your bio it will be in the podcast um it will be in the podcast description it will be on my Instagram account so get in touch with Habiba I'm not sure of your availability and what you're providing in a minute this but obviously people can ask you sisters can ask you to find out what you've got going on what services you've got on offer inshallah yes no problem inshallah inshallah i imagine postnatal not just want to get you know fit healthy for the sake of allah first yeah as well as yourself if you're not there yet alhamdulillah that can be you know i can cater for that inshallah 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 um, I anticipate, yeah, I'm just looking at the time and thinking probably we've, we've, we've been, we've had our, we've had our hour and I imagine it's time for you to do your next, um, my next, next children. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to disclose any information without your permission there, sis, but yeah, if you're happy to divulge, that's fine. But yeah, I realise that you've got to be somewhere at this time. So, um, I'm wary of that. So what we'll do is we wrap it up, inshallah. Um, yeah. But just a huge jazakallah khair. It's been really, really lovely. And um, what I'll do is I'll close the podcast. Stick around for a couple of seconds to say bye, inshallah. Okay. Yes, I will do.
Okay, Jazakallah Habiba and Jazakallah to everyone who Bye, takes yeah. this and I mean and yeah assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.